the two divides. We welcome a musical guest here on Basic Freedoms. It's Brian Bell, guitar player for Weezer and frontman of The Relationship. Brian and Ari kick off with a conversation about musical roots. You can also watch episodes and follow us at basicfreedoms.tv. You must have learned guitar uh, in public school or something. There was an orchestra and I played mm-hmm. saxophone in school. Orchestra. You mean saxophone? Did you feel cool? Alto and tenor saxophone. Did it make you feel cool? Um, it did make me feel cool, although it probably wasn't cool, but uh, saxophone, I guess at the time, was the closest thing to a guitar as far as being kind of sort of a rock and roll sound. And, uh, where, where, where is sax in rock? Uh, well, back in the 70s, <laughs> there was a lot of sax in rock. Foreigner. <laughs> Foreigner had a sax? Uh, I'm thinking Urgent, the song oh, Urgent, okay. Emergency. Hall uh, and Oates. Ha- the and of Hall and Oates actually was yeah. always considered the saxophonist. It's actually um, uh, one of my influences, the, the ampersand of Hall and Oates. Yeah. Um, the E Street Band, of course, the East famous Street band, saxophone. Yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, around 15 I uh, switched to guitar. And that's when you became cool. And did you always have this hair? Let's be uh, honest. Well, in high school, yes. Okay. In, hi- in high school, I did. So, the I ladies, the my, ladies uh, were into the hair at a very uh, early age. I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm amazed that my parents let me. Was your family a conservative Tennessee? Uh, they were. They were liberals. They're definitely Democrats. Uh, my dad's a professor. My mom was a school teacher. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but still, pretty. You know. They're they're from the Midwest and, and had Midwest values and right. Um, so it was, was kind of cool Kennedy Democrats, happened. right? Is that what they call them? Kennedy Democrats. Isn't that the uh, word? Definitely Carter. Okay. Definitely Carter okay. was big. Yeah. So Knoxville was there a big music scene there? I mean, what do you consider yourself like kind of a Knoxville player in a way at, at, at your heart? Well. What was kind of cool and not cool um, about being a teenager in Knoxville and, and, and learning music at that time is it was so isolated um, that really making discoveries um, kind of, and it, the internet wasn't a thing yet, so you had to make your own discoveries, maybe found out things through MTV at the time, which was kind of cutting edge, and mm-hmm. um, but you had to hang out with people, because it was a small town, You, you uh, anyone that that was into alternative music or was probably um, something not mainstream, all hung out together. Mm-hmm. And so you mm-hmm. actually probably met more weirdos that way. Right. And um, So you had, but there was a scene, that means there you There was were, a scene, there was like more of a, a, a punk rock community. scene. Community. Community um, in the Fort Sanders area. Like I saw Black Flag and when I was 15. and. Uh, a lot of touring punk bands came through and played a place called Vic and Bills, which is just mm-hmm. a delicatessen. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that was pretty cool. Were you in bands in high school? I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't join my first band until I came to Los Angeles. Oh, okay. But I hung out with this uh, group of musicians a lot um, who had a band called the Blue Shrooms. 
and sometimes we have a jam with them. Mm -hmm. Was that like a psychedelic rock band? Or? Absolutely. Well, it was psychedelic punk. Uh -huh. Oh, so okay. Like, I, I, I didn't uh, know that existed. Stooges and Pink Floyd, if you can combine those two. Okay. What was, uh, for both of you, what was your relationship with 90s Britpop? 90s Britpop. Well, I, my first band I joined was um, called Carnival Art, and it was on the label Beggar's Banquet, which was a British label. And uh, so I got to tour England and uh, uh, Europe in that era. So uh, um, there was something called shoegazing back then. And uh, I mean, there was a band called Swerve Driver. There was a band called Ride uh, that we played with, a lot of these bands. Um, so I had kind of firsthand experience with that sound. Um, it was it was an amazing time for me um, to get to see the world at age 20 and um, you know it was through this experience that I Weezer found out about me and uh, then I, I joined Weezer because of this experience. I have no experience with 90s <laughs> Britpop. <laughs> I asked the two about the present mood in American society. Well it definitely feels you know. like women are, are take are feeling ostracized uh, the funds uh, being depleted from, from Planned Parenthood. Um, I supported a play last night that because the, the proceeds went to Planned Parenthood, that, that that's great somebody's taking a stand. Uh, Do you find yourself getting um, emotionally wrapped up in what's going on in the country or do you manage uh, to compartmentalize? This is like the, f the first time that I have had feelings like this politically. I always uh, yeah, most everyone I know in Knoxville, like 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 the music scene, like everyone revolted against the mainstream. So. Um, well, the interesting thing now is yeah. that I think the I know it must exist. The, the, the Trump voters, the Trump voters, I think a lot of them feel that they are the ones who are revolting against the mainstream, and that's, that's an true. interesting flip. Yeah. What's a coal coal blasting? There's, yeah. there's something where people like will blast right. smoke in the in you know on Prius drivers just to just to kind of be like, yeah. I'm a rebel. The Buddhists, Buddhists talk about greed, mm -hmm. hatred, and delusion. So that's what we have to look at. Our own greed as a consumer society, our own yeah. hatred of the other, our neighbors and people across the planet, and our delusions about who we are and what our meaning is. It's like when there was an earth, like earthquake in Los Angeles that brought people together. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of like a, a wake up An call. earthquake, it's yeah. an earthquake, yeah. yeah. My brother has a theory that rock dominates under Republican presidents and dance music dominates under Democratic presidents because people feel more kind of loosey-goosey and relaxed about stuff oh. under Democrats and they feel a little bit more combative. So as, yeah. you know, a player like this, as yeah, opposed right, yeah. to a, a player like this, right. <laughs> you might benefit from a Republican president. Well, can't, yeah, great. <laughs> <Go> Congrats. <laughs> You can also watch episodes and follow us at basicfreedoms.tv. Let's talk, you know, your band relationship. Is it called the relationship uh -huh. because relationships are hard for you, Brian? Well, relationships, yes. What, is it, what are relationships like when you're in a, uh, you know, rock star level band? Is it harder to well, it seemed to be, Make it work. It's, it's kind of, the relationship is an all-encompassing word, kind of the relationship to everything, the relationship to... Um, music relationship to your girlfriend, relationship to your parents, or whatever. But it seems like all that's all people talk about is their relationship. So I liked a word that kind of got free publicity. 
Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. And, and it was just a, a very powerful word. I was going through a breakup at the time. The guitarist I started the band with was going through a divorce, and we're like, what's the heaviest word in the English language? And we're like, a relationship. Uh-huh. Like, just, just this, it's just this force. There are those who say that God is one, and the creation of the universe was the creation of two, and that once you got into two, then you got observing back and forth, and that is relationship. One becoming two is the foundation of everything yeah. in the universe, because then suddenly there is relationship with all the friction and longing and uh, beauty that that can provide. Yeah, and it's 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 a word that always there's like a never going to be a lack of inspiration for me anyway. Mm-hmm. I asked the pair about acting and music. Johnny Depp, Dennis Quaid, yeah. Kevin Bacon, oh. Bruce Willis, yes. Billy Bob Thornton, Russell Crowe, they're all musicians. Oh, wow. Do you think there's a strong correlation between acting and performing music? I think would be in the voice, in training of, uh, your voice to um, evoke a feeling. Um, and that's what makes a good actor a good actor. And it, and it's, and it comes off natural um, and the same thing I think one of the elements in music that gets lost a lot with musicians is the fact that it should come from an emotion and a feeling and a lot of times it comes from an intellectual place um, and, it just, and it just sounds stiff and unmoving so um, I think that these people you mentioned have training and how to access their emotions and, and, and say lines with with with, uh, with a feeling behind it or a purpose behind it, and so they must find um, um, a correlation in making music that way too. Um, as far as like, um, I think also mu- playing music for actors probably is, is a release, but it, for some reason musicians trying to act. Um, what do you think of Bowie's acting? Well, okay. There's there's exceptions to every rule. Right. Yeah, right. He's, he's a special breed. Yeah. But I don't know if there's any one like that, except maybe in the pop world that does it. Maybe like Jennifer Lopez. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Or> so <laughs> who acts yeah. and plays music successfully? Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, and back in the back in the day, you had you know the Fred Astaire's and people like that yeah. who, who were doing. I, I took an acting class, uh, um, thinking it would help my music. And, yeah. I, and I quit after the second class, realizing that I, this, I'm not cut out to act, and uh, that I'm going to take all my energy into music. Right. <laughs> that was the, right. That's what I got out of acting class. Mm-hmm. And so, for musicians, yeah, w- what is the equivalent of overacting? <sighs> I think equivalent for overacting is this awful trend in music right now, over emoting lead singers, or affected voices. The, th- like I, the, the thing that is driving me crazy yeah. is the I just woke up um, thing which is like you know happy birthday to you uh, where they're like they're clearing their throat on every line as though they're like it, yeah. as though that somehow is intimacy <laughs> that's and a, it reminds really me voice, of like um, you know, after Brando came on the scene in the 50s, uh-huh. you s- I think all the actors who didn't know anything about really getting to the core of their being to perform started doing Brandoisms. You know, started doing like, so in the 70s yeah. people were doing De Niro, doing like, I can't do it, but you know, yeah. my friend Craig does this incredible De Niro face. Uh-huh. But 
bad actors would do the ticks of yeah. a great actor right. thinking that that made them more that's, real. And I think the same it. thing with singing. Yeah. There may have been some singer, I don't know, 11 years ago, I, can't, I, can't, I don't know who it would have been, who, who sounded like he or she was always getting out of bed. And maybe they were, or maybe they were always tired, or maybe that was the way they performed, and it was yeah. genuine and amazing. And now anyone can just dial it in and say, well, some you know, of these, ah, Some uh, of these people that are on uh, top of the charts are so young, there's that I don't feel like they really know who they are. Like this, I don't know what the person is, but I know this song, and it's like, when I was seven here, oh, it's like this. Do you know this song? Have you heard it? <laughs> no. I, 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 <laughs> it won, like, I, song of the year. Really? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, just, I'm spacing on the name. It's this the generation's performer, Johnny but, Lang. But, uh, you know, I'm sure the guy's musically gifted and everything, but um, maybe that's what he's doing. Like, he's, he's doing his version of De Niro or whatever, he, wherever he got this from. I don't know where this came from. So wait, what, um, what, is, what is the tick? What is the tick of this year that bugs you the most? I know what it is for me, it's that. Yeah, it's the growl. It's, For you, it's something more like a. Yeah, it's kind of there was the ni thing in the '90s too, where the kind of a, a, a post grunge where there was like a. Ah. Yeah, well, that was the. What um, was that? Uh, can you do yeah. it? Yeah, it's just like a yeah. Here, 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 someone in my head out here. Right. Yeah. Basically, nobody speaks this like this. Nobody sounds like. And that this. was all Pearl Jam's fault. And okay. for, but for for them it was genuine. Like he, it that's was, how he genuine. sang. Exactly. And then suddenly everyone was yeah, doing you gotta, that. You got to find your own voice, I guess. Is the, yeah. Is the lesson there. But yeah, that would be overacting. Uh, I guess also guitarists that are playing by just me mechanically zipping through scales like really fast and and, and showing off like. Ingve Malmsteen. <laughs> yeah, but, but you like Ingve Malmsteen. Ingve Malmsteen yeah. was good at that, but yeah. there's, there's people. Like, but does anyone do that anymore? I mean, like not, not as much. Showing off on guitar not is sort much. of a thing of the past. It's sort right? of a thing of the past, but that would definitely be one. I mean, does any are there any bands think, now I, that show off? I, I, on no, yes, I think it's people are now using computers as instruments, right. and I think too many producers are showing off with vocal effects and, and all the the trickery computers do, and, and losing touch with um, the human element. Brian explains more about his start in music and what the road ahead looks like. I grew up reading piano music and, and uh, I like actually the look of music on paper. Uh -huh. um, so I, I actually enjoy the process of, of writing notes. I use a program called Sibelius, but um, it's the closest thing to actually... I don't have very good penmanship, so I can't keep the, the, the line straight, but, but a computer keeps it all together and, and you can see how the notes interact with one another. So I uh -huh. probably am over-prepared than most rock musicians. Um, but you're, you're doing film scoring now too, right? Well, or, I'm or I've studied some, uh, mm -hmm. some scoring, like string, string arrangement and, 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 and beginner's orchestration at UCLA. Um, it's a whole other art form that I'm, I'm fascinated in, but I'm certainly not ready to score yet. Does Weezer get jealous of your relationship with the relationship? I don't know. I don't, it doesn't seem to, it doesn't seem to have, have, have happened yet, if they, if they have. Um, um, Weezer's on a, on a really great path right now. We just finished a, a new single and uh, called Feels Like Summer, uh, which... Does it go like this? Feels like summer. <laughs> There's right. a lot of there's a lot of trickery. Uh, there's a lot of computer trickery, which um, is. Wait, a, is there really? There is, but mm -hmm. in, I think in a good way, um, uh, in a tasteful way. 
it, it sounds very 2017, whatever that means. I'm not okay. even sure we know what that means yet, okay. but um, it kind of feels scary in one one sense that we're uh, we're changing trying, sound, yeah, or... changing sound, but but exciting in another sense that we we are going to be part of this this world where you turn on your Apple TV and you turn the music part and you see just icons and icons of different. It, like that's your record store now, you yeah. know. It's just these icons of whatever um, the latest. Um, I'm just gonna say Jay Z, but um, you know, stuff. multiple genres of, of, of stuff, and um, that's how you have to exist now. You have to become an icon on on a on a on a screen. So I feel right. like to get into that world, you sometimes have to join them. I think we're mm -hmm. joining them. We're trying. We're trying this approach. We're joining them instead of fighting, fighting them. them. Right. Yeah. You know, I did a, a, a 99 Problems video in the 99 oh, wow. Cent store next door. Speaking of Jay Z, Small World. Yeah. Howard knows about that. Yeah. Um, and I love Jay Z. So there was no knock on Jay Z. It just came to mind because I heard his name yesterday, and I thought somebody said Jay Z, and I go, Oh, Jesus Christ! And they go, No, Jay Z. And I go, Oh, so Jesus uh -huh. Christ. So it's all about Jesus Christ for yeah, you. Yeah, right? it really, yeah. That's what the hair is about. <laughs> you can follow host Ari Gold on Twitter and Instagram at Ari Gold, that's A-R-I-G-O-L-D, and on Facebook at Ari Gold Films. For more about the series director, visit moanred.com. That's M-O-A-N-R-E-D.